BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh my God, it's noon. Oh my God, we're day drinking. It must be time for Grappy Hour. We must be on Fightful Overbooked. I must be who I am, and I've got Lily. And Lily, how you doing? I am overwhelmed with life, but very, very, very good. Good. Good is good. You uh, you sent me a message yesterday, and you were like, hey, I got some stuff going on today later on, so can we, can we push this thing up? And I was like, yes. Yes, we can. Makes my day easier. Hopefully, it gets your day a little bit easier. It gets everyone up and and maybe uh outside touching some grass after we're done a little bit quicker that would be nice wouldn't it yeah um i mean that's kind of part of my personal brand is to encourage people to go out and touch grass even though i am <clears throat> terminally online i also like to go outside and be in my community and do real person things how are you by the way i didn't ask uh, wonderful uh you had a little bit of uh, screen time with with my kid earlier. I had to uh, hold him up for a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was good. I, I, I'm I'm enjoying myself. He's uh, when he's easy, he's easy. When he's not, he's not. But uh, I slept a little bit last night, which helps. So now I can actually talk about wrestling and not look like a complete dork. And speaking of complete dorks, we're not dorks on the Fightful Overbook Discord. You can join us. There's a link in the description. And also, the dorks who are not dorks, they toss thumbs up on this video. They do. They always do. They leave comments. They always leave comments. Good ones. M's. Not like M's, in, M's the in the chat. And they put M's in the comments for Madcap Moss, our boy. And uh, they subscribe to Five Flover Book. We're over 13,000. We finally did it. I'm super stoked. We're, we're marching all the way to 75k that's what i want i want to overtake the fightful main channel so there you go i want 75,000 people subscribe to this channel go tell your friends there's a lot of good content here on fightful overbook dropping it every day even tonight this evening uh, around five o'clock eastern we're going to be dropping a new japan podcast that's uh karen from um from wrestle in and uh matt from shining wizard podcast they've been doing that this is their second one we've got more japanese wrestling content coming down the pipeline stay tuned and you can donate your super chats. Support us here at Fightful Overbooked. We're self-funded, self-sufficient, self-funded, whatever you want to say. But users like you, friends like you, you're the ones who help us stay afloat, stay up, and remind us, like Kai does, that Madcap does, in fact, equal money. Look at these M's in the chat. Look at this. Your money. Yeah. Anyone that likes Madcap is money. Heck yeah. Our M's in the chat are absolutely taking over. We appreciate y'all. Uh, Lily, we got we got so much to talk about. There's been so much going on in the world. We want, uh, well, where do we want to start? I mean, our big conversation about the off season. I think we can 
do that. Maybe let's save that more to the middle of the show when people kind of find us today. Um, where do we want to start? There's Double or Nothing this Sunday. There's uh, the GCW card from this past week on Friday. That was a wicked show. We wanted to talk a little bit about Impact Wrestling, uh, especially now that I'm doing that post show over on YouTube.com slash Fightful every single Thursday night. Where do you want to start? What do you want to do? You command the ship, please. Um, just because it happened so recently, I think we should start with Maniac because a lot of people are talking about this one and I put Joey Janela on this thumbnail for a reason. Um, you know, I've been watching GCW for quite a while now, which kind of is surreal to even say out loud because it's all kind of been during the, the pandemic or post pandemic, etc. Um, and they book so many shows and quite a few of them miss but when they don't miss those shows are great and um i think this one cost about i don't know 11 to 13 dollars on fight and it was worth every every penny in my opinion um you know there was a lot of lost signal from the venue as does happen with fight all the time especially with gcw um but other than that one big technical issue we had absolutely um incredible matches that we can get into my standout um was with speedball mike bailey who i absolutely adore as a performer um and masha slamovich who i also absolutely adore as a performer um both of these wrestlers have totally different um styles movesets experience and to see them kind of clash together in a really um almost like japanese strong style match was really cool and some of these spots they did um off the apron into the crowd were uh perfectly executed by uh, masha um so it, it was really fun to watch so i loved the match uh i i will add on to the masha slamovich hype she does a bridge that is so weird mm. looking but so technically sound. It looks like it's like she bounces with her opponent when she's when she does a German a German suplex into the bridge and mm -hmm. it looks so cool and like it's just so strange but she holds it so well. Um Mike Bailey, yeah, I mean, listen, the dude's on a tear. The second he was allowed to work in the States, he went for it and he's been absolutely making the most of every opportunity he's had. Uh, and and this match was was no different. I love that Veda Scott, his fiance, was on the call and was able to, to add a little bit of color where she can. That's always fun. Um, going back to what you're talking about, the, uh, the, the signal loss from the venue and all that stuff, that venue, that UCC, the Ukrainian Culture Center, they're hosting the collective next year at WrestleMania weekend. They're gonna at WrestleMania week, really. They're gonna have to really get their shit together. Um, if it's an if it's a venue connection issue, they gotta find a way, GCW and whoever else is working that collective weekend, they gotta find a way to make sure that, that venue has very solid connection, uh, so that we don't have those issues with fight again. But um, the match itself, going back to Bailey and Slamovich, just really fun stuff. I, I was excited for the match when it was announced. It delivered on almost all scales that I could think of. Um, just really good. Mike Bailey getting another win in GCW is never a bad thing. Of course. Um, and I mean, because GCW isn't too focused on like storyline development as just more kind of clash of the Titans and different kinds. It is kind of like original carnival style wrestling in the sense that, you know, you have, you know, your feats of strength, like type, matches and you have your hardcore fire barbed wire glass type matches so it kind of to me combines 
everything I love about like technical wrestling, but also kind of that like carnival freak show kind of aspect. Um, and I love it. And um, in terms of a roster, um, it is diverse. And I don't just mean like women, men, black, white, whatever. I just mean everything like they like GCW will work with anyone as long as you aren't like a complete POS it seems like and true um I think that that will work and has worked to their advantage and disadvantage I think they book way too many events um and I I I fear for some of the talent you know especially being in the states and not having proper contracts health insurance etc like the stuff they're doing is uh it's a lot and now that I I am training as well like my elbow hit the turnbuckle about two weeks ago and it's just healing now like as yeah. an example as an example and that was like nothing so you you think about these men and women um that are doing this you know nine times in two weeks or more like that's insane not only what it does to your body but what it does to your um mental health as well because like if you're taking all these losses and you're not getting more bookings or whatever that that stings you know what i mean so there's a lot going on that i think people don't realize and that's why i love gcw it's so chaotic um and it's like everything i love about indies kind of like amped up you know there's one thing that would make me love gcw even more and busy hit it on the head. Thank you for the super chat book. Mad Cat Moss in GCW says busy. I agree. I agree. That's the way. That's the way to do it. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see Mad Cap absolutely destroy it in GCW. But you know who else is destroying it in GCW? And I keep bringing it up every single time he wrestles and wins. That's Blake Christian. Oh my goodness! The guy has a great opening match with Kevin Blackwood. Who, by the way, Kevin Blackwood is another phenomenal wrestler. If you haven't seen him before. He was a Buffalo boy. He was one of the guys, him and Daniel Garcia and Puff and Kevin Bennett. They were all traveling, working together. Uh, Blackwood recently moved out to LA with his uh, with his partner, and he's been working steady. He's been getting a lot oh, yeah. of really great opportunities out of it, including this match with Blake Christian with Kevin Blackwood. They had such a great match, and apparently the feed also kind of failed during the first half of the match or at least like somewhere in the middle of the first half but it was really good i went back and watched it so worth it so good blake christian continues to win in gcw only two people have defeated him since hmm. he came back in late 2021 basically after his release from w uh, from wwe the only two people who have beaten him were minoru suzuki and the other name that i completely forgot right now <laughs> i i tweeted in those two oh gresham jonathan gresham Oh wow! So so those, those are, are two high profile losses, but like, yeah. the, if you're gonna lose, those are the two guys to take the L's to. Uh, my point being, I think Blake Christian moving towards being the guy in GCW isn't far mm. off. He could be the guy to take that title from Mox down the line if they can get him into a program with Mox or Jimmy Lloyd. I mean, Jimmy Lloyd's just always gonna be there. Jimmy Lloyd, Jimmy Lloyd is the dude. Can't win an extreme title match, but you know he's still there. But in all seriousness, I do agree that um, in terms of like representing belt, representing the brand, uh, Blake is just one of the first people that comes to mind. And eventually, I think, um, you know, once he ages into it, also um, Nick Wayne as well. 
Uh, we're being asked the chat, why is AEW not picked up Blake Christian? Honestly, he's wrestled a couple times. He's also done Impact. He's done uh, Dark, I, I think. He's done Dark. He's worked Dark. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, he's about to work a couple of Impact dates that uh, that you'll see on TV soon. And uh, again, I don't, I, I don't think it's a question of picking him up. I think it's a question of whether or not he wants to be picked up. Because he... He's coming off of an experience in WWE that you can't exactly say was amazing. Um, and it's entirely possible that co- maybe the contract idea kind of turned him off. I'm not going to speak for him. I don't know what it is. But I'm just saying getting an AEW contract may not be the number one priority on Blake Christian's mm. mind. Because right now he is turning heads wherever he works, which is great. Uh, and I like seeing him work wherever he wants to, including GCW, where he keeps winning. And that's what matters to me right now. Yeah, and I mean, with everything that's kind of been going on in the wrestling universe the past couple of weeks, at the end of the day, performers don't owe you anything. If True. they want to, if they want to leave or not make a decision, that's that's kind of on them. And you know, like going back to um, getting picked up by AEW, I was talking about this last night that you know, <clears throat> dark. Like appearing on dark isn't necessarily like, I think a lot of people think it's like a tryout and it kind of is in a way, but in another way, it's, it's almost like getting to be the opening act on tour for like a big band. Once you do that, your booking fee goes up, more people see you and then more people want to book you. So, um, if you actually go back and are like, oh, like, why hasn't this person been on AEW? A lot of those people actually have. Uh, yep. You just probably haven't seen it on darker elevation. Um, and yes, it would be nice to kind of have them on rampage and dynamite and yada, yada, but having those people from GCW impact or wherever it may be, even smaller promotions um, and schools, dojos um, that really raises people's profiles. So um, I think to your point, Blake probably is just kind of doing his own thing and figuring it out himself. Exactly. Um, and, and, Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like another match I wanted to like get into is the extreme match because usually I'm kind of like, oh God, here we go. It's just going to be like some mud show BS, which it kind of is. But there is a way to do that in a very like entertaining way, calling interesting spots, using the entire like area um, and putting on a goddamn show. And, you know, I'm looking at the card right now because I have horrible ADHD and I can never remember names. So we had AJ Gray defeating Cole Radrick and Jack Hartwheel. And by the way, just those three names alone, there's just so much talent. Like, like Jack Hartwheel is not a human. I'm convinced that he is part cat because some of these maneuvers <laughs> that he lands on his feet in, I'm like, how? How? How could member, he even train to do that? Member of the tribe, Jack Cartwheel. The like, man can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, who else is in the match? Cole Roderick is amazing. And then you also had Jimmy Lloyd, my boy, who who is absolutely incredible, especially for a dude who's like, no offense, but not in wrestling shape. Like he can pull off spots like no one else, just looking like some guy in a metal band. And I find there to be something so interesting about that, that he's kind of like, I don't need to like look like a good wrestler to be a good wrestler. I'll just show you what I can do. And he delivers every time. And then we also had the surprise return of Starboy Charlie which came out of absolutely nowhere. And he always puts on a great performance as well. 
Yeah, uh, stupid 19-year-old bones heal faster than our old person bones. Do. Oh my goodness, do they ever. Seeing him back, Starboy Charlie, is great. I'm really excited to to see him back in GCW. Ninja Mac was also part of that uh, mm-hmm. that match. And of course, Ninja Mac is Ninja Mac. Dude, dude does his thing. Uh, I want to see more with uh, Roderick Cartwheel, match, Mac, and Starboy Charlie. That's Absolutely. A, that's a four-way match that I would like to see. Just a lot of people flip-flopping and flying. You know what? Put Bandito in that match, maybe. Ooh. I think that'd be good. And Nick Wayne. Bandito and Nick Wayne also had a good match. You can do a scramble match with Bandito, Wayne, Roderick, Cartwheel, Ninja Mac, and Starboy, Charlie. It'll that's, happen. That'll happen. That's a match. There you go, Brett. If you're watching, and I know you are, that's the six-way scramble match. That'll pop me. That'll pop Steven Jensen. We'll talk about it uh, to, to the end of the earth on on the weekender if you add jimmy lloyd a special guest referee then it'll it'll get seven stars from uh from everybody we'll do that and shout out to ninja mac just returning back from japan doing amazing work at noah i just saw he was on the cover of a japanese magazine wrestling magazine which i do not know the name of unfortunately um but he also looks ripped like when you go to Japan and you train there, they get you in shape really fast. Your diet is different. Your training schedule is different. And you're just working more, right? And you're kind of like, oh, I'm in a different place. I want to just like be more active in general. Um, so when he came out, I was just like, whoa, uh, he got in crazy shape really fast from uh, his short time there. And he's doing well. And Ninja Mac is and will always be one of my favorite, uh, I guess, luchas. Let's get to the to that main event. Deathmatch time. Drew Parker, Joey Janela. Everyone saw the spot with the boot on fire. Joey Janela's feet are still on fire. That's what we've been told. That's what he's telling the world. Uh, good match. Fun match. I like Drew Parker. I like. I love Joey Janela. And uh, just the two of them working a deathmatch in the main event works for me. I want to see more Joey Janela. I always do. What did you think of the match? What do you got to say? Um, I loved it. And there's a couple of reasons why I loved it. And I think a lot of people are only focusing on like the fire situation of this match. And like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was dangerous. But you know what? Um, As someone who's like, worked in event production and has seen kind of behind the scenes things, it wasn't as bad, I think, as people think. I think it's ridiculous that there wasn't, you know, a fire extinguisher maybe closer by or you know if you're doing a spot involving fire to just be a little bit more prepared with like how you're going to get that out have a fire blanket have something just you know a little bit right off to the side because you know i think that they probably did plan to you know properly do everything but it's a big it's a big ukrainian center and if you've ever been to one of those places which toronto has tons of they're huge and there's like so many so many doors and floors and who knows what the fire safety regulations are. Um, so, and it also could have just been Joey been like, screw it. I'm going to do this randomly without even telling anyone. Um, Cause Joey's kind of on this like renegade re- like recently released kind of tear. And, and, and I really, I really like love Joey Janela as a performer. He stands for, you know, a lot of, a lot of aspects of the old way of wrestling that aren't problematic to anyone except for himself. You know, like Joey Janela is not hurting or assaulting or harassing anyone except for himself. And that adds to his character. That adds to his allure. And I really like that. And all that BS aside, the match was great. And uh, Drew Parker is more known for like blood and guts, cutting himself open with light tube kind of matches. So to see him actually perform, um, and there still was like the, the, what is it called? The gusset? They did like a gusset gusset plate. 
Yeah, they did that spot, which was hard to watch, even for a horror lover Always. like me. Always hard. I, I hate uh, the gusset plates. Not not a huge fan as well. Um, but he has such crazy aerial moves. He was doing like six thirties off the top rope, like nobody's business. He I think he did three topes in a row. Like his cardio is just absolutely insane. So, you know, you can you can crap on these like hardcore guys for, you know, just like cutting themselves essentially. But uh, some of them can do a lot more than that. And Drew Parker is definitely one of those guys. You talk about Ninja Mac coming back from Japan having ripped and looking real good getting his his uh, cardio and his 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 physique dialed in that's what true parker's been doing for the last year he's been in japan as well not a lot of people know but he's been working for big japan pro wrestling he's been doing the deathmatch scene but he's still yeah. living and working in japan he's still getting his uh his work in so oh, yeah. you know i'm excited uh by the way speaking of, of of big japan pro wrestling channing decker who recently worked there before the pandemic they're putting on shows in london ontario and back in toronto i have plugs for that later we're gonna plug that later because yeah. the, the big announcement of who they're bringing in to the toronto show is absolutely tell insane tell them i'll, I'll if, plug it later but you tell them if you're in toronto if you're in the gta if you're available to come to toronto it's june 25th that's a sunday i believe uh, i'm gonna double check just to make sure yes it's a saturday actually saturday night Ooh. june 25th they are bringing in brett the hitman hearts no big deal appearance no big deal just national holiday bring in brett why not he'll be at the ted reeve arena for greek town pro wrestling that's our one of our locals here in toronto so if you're available and you can make it in toronto or the gta wherever you are june 25th come and hang out with us because uh, i know lily and i will be we'll be there we'll be doing it uh it's the same weekend as, as uh, no slammiversary is the weekend before uh just reading that that's the slammiversary is june 19th so the following week is uh is bret hart at greek town pro wrestling ted reeve arena june 25th we should just plug shows now then while we're talking about that. Some other upcoming shows that are happening in the local Ontario, Toronto area are Lucha Palooza, May 26th at the Opera House in Toronto. They have like a live music hype up party um, and also a meet and greet with Kevin Sullivan. Um, and wrestlers appearing in ring are Gringo Loco, Los Medicos, who are these luchas who dress up like doctors, obviously. Space Pirates, who obviously includes Space Monkey and many more then um the next month they're doing another event which is a lucha block party which is going to be half indoor half outdoor live music live food um and obviously some wrestling and some people involved in this one and i don't want to miss this one are ninja mac gringo loco speedball mike bailey drago kid and probably a lot of local legends like jody threat and God knows who else. So that is obviously one not to miss. And then, yeah, Greektown Wrestling live at Ted Reeve Arena, which is old home of ROH and a lot of other wrestling as well. Um, you got Brett meeting the fans. Don't be a mark. Just be nice. And they have pizza, beer. They have like everything there. It's it's going to be wild. It's going to be a a good old time. And it's, um, it's nuts with them because they're they're building to a bigger and bigger arena. I'm getting scared as as a fan of of small independent shows, watching them grow into a 400 seat, a smaller arena, but an arena nonetheless. I'm scared, Lily. They're getting big. They're getting too big for their britches. You know what? It's it's kind of like, and you worked in the music industry too. There's kind of that moment in time where you go kind of from being like this like underground like independent artist to just kind of getting to that next stage. And <clears throat> I've been lucky enough to now you know, meet and kind of work alongside Channing Decker twice now. And that man has put in the work for 
so long and with a smile on his face no matter what, even when the odds are against him, even when he has to eat losses. He's just a really good dude. And he reps my neighborhood. He reps East End of Toronto, which obviously I give him extra points for. Um, oh, and also he's an incredible wrestler. Like I just uh, ring announced a destiny with him and Josh Alexander. And uh, they were just awesome, man. And he did uh, what was called a Toronto street fight. There were hockey sticks involved. There were garbage garbage uh, cans involved. There was even um, like a rolling dolly involved. It was it was awesome. He uh, He's an enigma, that, that dude. So uh, if you're in the GTA, do not miss that one for sure. Come and hang out with us. We're, we're okay. Uh, Sometimes. Rob, most of the time. Rob Wilkinson's Super Chat says, was I the only one who let their inner beaver some butthead out and said, fire, fire. Oh Boy, my God, no. <laughs> Love you guys. 165 days till Crown Jewel. Why do you got to end it with that one? <laughs> we appreciate you, Rob. Thank you for the Super Chat. Um, I mean, listen, so... You you had mentioned uh, a little bit of follow up on the Sasha and Naomi stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about the women's tag titles and what they're going to do with them. Uh, we speculated tournament. That's what they're going to do, or at least mm-hmm. that's what they say they're going to do. In the past, they haven't really done that so well. Uh, how do you feel? What do you think? It's been it's been a, a week since Naomi and Sasha walked out uh, on WWE. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're like a little, um, like you've talked about this a lot, not sick of talking about it, but you have talked about it a lot. A lot of things that should be said have been said for me as well, but a few things have happened since we last talked, including taking the merch off the store, erasing them from the intro of the, um, kind of like the intro Titan Tron or whatever it's called. Um, and just essentially erasing them from the brand. So to anyone who is still, you know, thinking this is a work, it is not. (laughs) <laughs> it is absolutely not. Um, and, and the way in which this was handled specifically towards two strong black women is just very um, off to me. Um, and I've already talked about that. Um, but going back to the tag titles and the future of the tag titles is even before this walkout, like what what was the build? What, what did the tag champ- championships mean? Not much. Because in the history of WWE and in the history of wrestling, a lot of the time, um, no one really pushes uh, tag wrestling as much, Um, like especially for women's divisions. So I do worry about the future because it seems like all roads lead to everyone either going against Ronda or going against Becky and just running it back constantly, running it back constantly with the same cycles. And I understand that WWE, you know, they have to do house shows. They have to like you know, keep the plot lines going, but can we not, you know, do anything else or bring in any other talent from like the other divisions of um, NXT or SmackDown or whatever to, you know, actually have a belt that matters. And speaking of belts, like bring back oh, the, yes. the Divas champion. No, bring please back the Divas don't. Cha- please don't. It was such a no, time. Please don't. It's a nice looking belt. It's a beautiful belt, but God, the connotation that comes with it is just, it's not great. <laughs> That's why I had to get it. It's such a like interesting and very problematic yet. Um, it's like, an influential shift. belt. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like a shift in time, right? Yeah, and not much has changed for women, right? Not much has changed for women, and we'll get into like what happened at a local show with me and some of the women talent as well, if you want. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we can. I we'll do it uh, maybe after we we talk a little bit more about other stuff going on in the world of wrestling, and then we can talk yeah. about that because uh, it's definitely important to bring up and to talk about. Uh, yeah, like like Megan in the chat saying, it's a piece of history. It's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the new idea. Yeah, that's the IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Championship. There, that's in your hands. <laughs> it's so heavy, man. Like, look at this goddamn thing. I've wanted to get my hands on a replica belt, but I also don't want to spend the money to get my hands on a replica belt. So if anyone wants to buy me a replica WWE title that's not a child-sized one, go ahead. You can PayPal me. PayPal.me slash Uh Okay, so the women's tag tournament that they might do, I see a lot of people saying online and in various chats that, uh, oh, are they going to bring in NXT talent? Are they going to do this or that? Here's the problem. I don't want to see that. I want to see maybe one or two teams brought up from NXT, but I think people have very short sights on what happens after the tournament and after they're eliminated. Mm. They don't do shit with them. And the last thing I want is to see, you know, let's say Casey and Katana, or sorry, they're Katana and Kaden now, uh, brought up to main roster and then used for a week. They maybe go two weeks in the tournament. And then what? You, they're probably not going to put them back in NXT. They'll back on the bench, them. boys. But you got so many people on the bench. Start putting women that are sitting in the back on the bench on, exactly. into a team. And I know this is the way that they put the women's tag teams together forever. But you know what? We talked about doing it lethal lottery style where they walk into a room. There's a tumbler in the room. They pick a name from the tumbler and that's their tag team partner. You can or do darts. some really weird shit. Do darts. About, I don't care yeah. what you do. Just put them together in a way that's not like suddenly we're friends and here's why. Yeah. They, they do something that's not just throwing together two women and being like, hey, you friends now. Like put them together in a way that's um that at least makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it, it just treats the audience like so poorly, right? And like that's one of my main issues with WWE now is like it's not that it's like horribly produced or <clears throat> it's a horrible like product which it kind of is now um it's it's the way that they treat the audience like and and it's it's beyond that it's because as a product i i get the interpretation that they want to appeal to fans week over week so if you're tuning in for the first time you know exactly what's happening but you know you're looking at the last uh wwe uh monday night raw card all these matches were so short. You got Ezekiel, four minutes, 10 seconds. You got MVP, three minutes, five seconds. You got Alexa Bliss with Dewdrop, three minutes. Like, I understand that they can't always be Iron Man's, and that is not what I am asking for. But I feel like the problem with AEW is all they are doing right now is focusing on signing surprises and fan service, whereas WWE is focusing on big stars, big stars, big stars. And if they started kind of like doing a little bit more fan service within all these other incredibly talented people, I think it would be a much more compelling product to watch for someone like me who does obviously like parts of the WWE, but is genuinely frustrated, especially with the women's sides of side of things. Um, it's like, you know, now that uh, Sasha and Naomi are never coming back, why do we even have the tag belts? I think they're coming back. I still do. Really? I still think they're coming back. I do. And I think that if you do a tournament, I think the best way to pitch them creatively is say, uh, we'll do the tournament. And the finals will be, let's say, Money in the Bank. And at Money in the Bank, if the show is on the kickoff, if the, the finals for the women's tag titles, if they're, it's, if it, that match is on the kickoff, then Sasha and Naomi are not coming back for that show. If it's on the main card, then I can see Sasha and Naomi coming back either at Money in the Bank and making it a triple threat and being like, no, forget this. We're still the champs. 
or mm. doing the CM Punk John Cena thing from 2011 where they come out with the tag titles and they're like, no, we're the women's tag champions, not these newbies, blah, blah, blah. And they start a feud with those two. Um, don't know who the the champions would be opposite of Sasha and Naomi, but I do. I just, I think they're coming back. I do. I really do. And I know people are going to be like, but what about this? What about that? And the, the merch thing. And I, I get it, but you know what? There are ways to make it up to people for, for, doing things like that and i think that it's absolutely shitty that they pulled the merch and that they're treating them this way and that they've got usa network right bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Bullshit articles about other times wrestlers have walked out. Like they're really trying to do a hatchet job with these two. But I still think they're coming back. And it's not... It- it's not a bad thing if they do, because guess what? Everybody well, it's not up to us anyway. Money. It's not up to us. Everybody needs yeah. to make their money. And I, yeah. it's up to them what they do, but I just have the feeling that they're coming back. No, that's it. That's an that's an interesting position because I don't think a lot of people agree, and and we'll see what happens, right? Because I've been obviously following this on Fightful Select and social on you know places I trust. Um in one note that I thought was interesting that's kind of come out was that Vince uh, refused to speak with Sasha and Naomi the day of the incident due to being busy. And this was all um, before 5 p.m. Like they were out of the building at 5 p.m. So um, I don't know what time, you know, they opened doors at, but they they had time to do something other than throw these women under the bus. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side, you know, it's I, I'm not going to make excuses, but let's just say, if they left at 5 p.m. and the show started at 8, maybe they were hoping that between 5 and 8, they were just going to walk it off, right? They mm. didn't actually, maybe the they thought was they're going to blow off steam. They'll come back for work and da 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 and, and it will be okay and we'll talk about it afterwards. And then they didn't and they had to pivot and that's their own problem. That's their own mistake. Um, I don't know. I, I None of us were there the day of. We don't know what the thought process was and we probably won't hear about it until everything is settled one way or the other. Um they can turn anything into a work. That's the whole thing. And the best part is going to be the people who afterwards, if they do bring both Sasha and I back. My battery is running low. I need to get my, uh, so you keep talking about this and I'm going to get my battery. Yeah. So I'm going to vamp for the next few minutes, but either way, I I just have this feeling that if they bring them back, of course they'll turn it into, they'll turn it into a work. They'll turn it into a storyline. Like they just did with Mustafa Ali. It's the same thing. He asked for his release and then he left and then he came back and they turned it into a bit of a storyline. Of course, now we know a few weeks later, it's not really doing much for us. Or he was just off this week. We'll find out. FightfulSelect.com. They're going to have that news very soon. But uh, it's going to come down to this is whoever bad. gets the money. That's what it is. Are you still I trying to plug know. it in? I don't know where my battery is, actually. So oh, that's the best part. 
Yeah, so we might have to cut this short. Oh, that's okay. We'll, we'll get it. Listen, if you die, then I'll uh, I'll just keep talking. That's what we'll do. Yep. There we go. Even though the people are here for you. But uh, like, like Freddie's saying, money always wins at the top level. If the business side makes sense, folks will get over it. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, this is work and this is a business and people can figure this out. Uh, I, I, and I just think they're coming back. There you go. Um, who knows? At the end of the day, we're, we're, we're all speculating. We got nothing. You figured it out. Hooray. Well, now you're just muted. <laughs> I said, speaking of coming back, we are, we are back. Okay. So uh, add on Sasha Naomi, or are we going to move on talk about uh, some other stuff? Um, one thing I actually did want to add before moving on, because I didn't get to say it uh, last week was that <clears throat> there is a huge focus on one sec. The cough mode. <laughs> She's using the cough button. I've taught her well. <laughs> um, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had something in my throat. Um, there's one thing to like. There's a lot of focus on Sasha and Naomi right now because of this. But one thing that the that the WWE also did was throw other female talent under the bus with them as well. Not to yes. the same degree, obviously, but it also was a it made Dewdrop and all the women involved in this tag tag situation just look awful. And I think that's something to you know just make a little mental note of. And, you know, keep in the back of your mind because not every company is perfect, but, you know, there's repeated patterns here of how they treat uh, women and especially how they treat black performers and black women. And that's pretty much all I have to say on this. I'm just going to end it with this. The circles that we run in and talk about all this stuff, ultimately, in WWE's eyes, we don't matter. Of course we not. We Because we still come back and watch it. And we still you come do. back and talk about it. I, the, it's the royal weed. And, and the people that they're targeting are those who are coming to their house shows regardless. Mm. And I, I, we talked about this on Tim and Joel Pod on, on Sunday. So if you go back uh, on Fightful Overbooked, we talked about it a few days ago. And like Tim is a pretty casual fan. And his friends who know him as a WWE fan, therefore must be like super fan. He's not. Uh, his casual fan friends are just like, hey, did you hear WWE's coming for a house show? We got tickets. Do you want to come? Just because you're not going to go doesn't mean your friends aren't going to go or make it a family night. Like, the circus comes to town, and people are going to go watch the circus. They're not going to care about what's going on in the lives of these wrestlers. They're going to care about am I being entertained for the night. You don't go and see a movie and then think to yourself, oh, man, uh, what's going on with Tom Cruise, uh, you know, it, in this week? It's just, it doesn't work that way. Um, I and, and like I, garbage trucks are coming for me every Tuesday at this time, and I'm sorry for everyone listening, but you'll get some um, some ambiance of Toronto. Um, I kind of agree and disagree with that because wrestling is such a unique art form, um, where of course you're playing a character, things are scripted, matches are predetermined, it's all a work, but. A lot of this stuff is still real and the passion for wrestling is still real and almost all wrestlers if you interview them or watch interviews with them their characters are just essentially an extension of themselves right uh, and there's obviously um uh exemptions to this like if you're playing like the fiend i don't think he's actually the fiend in real life um not? but i i don't think so maybe he is but i don't think so but um, 
but I'm sure that, you know, he does like horror movies and spooky stuff, or maybe he doesn't. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's such a unique art form because it, it has such a deep personal connection to people. Whereas when you're, you know, acting as Tom Cruise, you're being paid to like literally steal someone else's identity for like a short period of time. With wrestling, it's like a forever plot line that kind of like always, like it never ends, right? It's like if I, you know, went out to the grocery store today and ran into Chris Jericho, like would I be like, oh, look, it's the wizard? Or would I be like, oh, hey, it's like Chris, Jer you know what I mean? Like there's, it's hard to kind of separate everything. Well, I mean, with Jericho, you'd get the guy who's talking about how his niece is getting bullied at school. That's what you would get right now from Chris Jericho. Apparently, By the way, the yeah. I mean, I listen, I don't know what's going on there. I just see the tweets and I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Go to the news. Um, you know, the the one guy who who's never going to change and he's always going to be perfect, it, it's this guy oh. forever. We just know, Mr. Moss, we see you, we appreciate you, and we know that you'll never leave us. You'll never change. Please never change. I have to put one down here, like in the bottom corner. Can't, oh, it'll be like the Cody graphic. Instead of countdown to Cody Rhodes, it will say, can't, oh, yeah, yeah. It will, I'll just replace this font and do like a ticker kind of thing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Countdown to Madcap. <laughs> They're going to massacre my boy. They're going to massacre my boy. And I am not ready for that emotionally, spiritually, metaphysically. He'll be okay. He is Midic perfect. Mitic Moss. Moss will be back, I promise. And he'll be better than ever. Just call him Moss. That'd be amazing. Oh, God, they probably will. They won't call him Riddick Moss. They'll call him just Moss. Mossy Moss, McMoss, three Moss. Anyway, let's go. They could have a Moss belt, kind of like the eco belt that uh, Brian belt. Daniels had. Just covered in Pete. They'll call him Pete Moss. No! Oh, no. Laurenitis, you owe us money. Oh, God, here we are. Okay, where, where to next? We want to talk about... Uh, do let's do Double or Nothing. You want to talk about Double or Nothing? What's up? Dude, we why are there so many matches? Giant ass card, and so the of course the discourse then becomes a uh, a conversation about is this going to be a five hour pay per view or is it going to be most of the pay per views God, have been I just a shade not. over no they've been a shade under four hours. Uh, what Washington had posted all the times like all the all the recent pay per view times. Um, mm. It's it's a big card though. I don't. I, I'm I'm going back and forth because on one hand there are so many matches and a four-hour show and you want to give enough time to the matches that matter on the other hand some of the matches that maybe don't matter you don't need as much time but you need a filler so it's a lot it's just uh yeah like give it it's gonna be a year-long pay-per-view it's just gonna last forever let's go down the card real quick there's one buy-in match at least right now i still expect four more to be added uh hookhausen's gonna take on tony nisa mark sterling I'm excited for this match because it's going to be silly. It's going to be fun. The segments that they've been doing in the back have been really good. Uh, are you looking forward to this match? Are you excited? Not excited? How do you feel? I actually had a come to Jesus moment this week with Tony Nese where I was like, oh, you're supposed to hate him. And now that I kind of get that, now I'm a huge fan and I love all the kind of interconnected dynamics that are happening there. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a great way to hype up the crowd. Um, Sterling always takes crazy bumps. Um, Hook thinks he's in a collegiate judo match all the time. You know, it's going to it's gonna be an interesting match. And if anyone's seen Dan Housen wrestle, it's like he's not a bad wrestler. He's not like incredible, but he can go. Like him and, him and Orange Cassidy, him and RJ City, him and like a lot of people have done some like really like weird and cool stuff. Um and we'll keep, I guess we can go like through the matches and kind of like 
talk about them. But I, I just think that some of these matches belonged on the other products. Um, and I'm also worried, like we're already looking at 10 matches confirmed and yeah, how many buy-in matches are we going to get to like, yikes, that's up to almost 12 matches. Um, so that's a lot of wrestling and yeah, then you have to like have packages in between packages before, um, ring announcing, uh, commentary, like that's a lot of airtime. Um, and not only that, it's a lot of airtime to keep people equally entertained throughout, right? Because you don't want to run into, um, or if I like if I was a production manager, I wouldn't want to run into an issue where you have like these three crazy like hearty ladder, like holy shit moments and then just lol, 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 lol. And I hope that they're able to kind of balance the energy throughout the night because like, by God, you have so many people working on this thing. It's like incredible. Yeah, I think that's one thing is uh, being brought up in the chat that the builds have been not great for some of the some of the newer matches that were announced. Uh House of Black versus Death Triangle. That's a match that could have been on a rampage going into the pay-per-view. It could have been on Dynamite at the split hour. It could have been something else. Um, don't really care about that match. I don't think we have to go and give predictions right now because, I mean, we got no, 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 no. The, we're going to talk, talk about, about the, the off-season stuff too in a minute. But uh, House of Black and Death Triangle, yeah, so that's just kind of there. Hardy's and Young Bucks. So I... I like this match because I've watched it build on BTE exclusively, and that's basically where they have built it. Um, I don't hate it. So for others, they they don't necessarily uh, care. Yeah. Uh, Double or nothing, by the way, is this Sunday. Uh, for those asking. Oh my that. god, I didn't even know it was this week. It's this god. Sunday, and and if you want a full rundown, I know everyone and their mothers are going to be doing them, but uh, we'll have one over on overbooked on Sunday at noon. Tim and Joel Pod, we'll do a full rundown of the card as well. Um, Hardy's and Young Bucks, yeah, it's going to happen. It'll be a fine match. Do you have anything to add to it? Um, I think that that was a long one coming, and yeah, like I I don't watch BTE too religiously anymore, but yeah, they've been building that behind the scenes. And uh, one interesting thing, um about AEW is that you know tony does listen to people on reddit tony does kind of use bte and all these other things to keep the product going even peter avalon and um what's his name but like the fake lawyer ads like there's so much going on um so i think this was a long time coming and um you know at the end of the day the young bucks are backyard wrestlers they taught themselves in their backyard broke their arms, broke their collarbones as kids, went to all these crazy shows and obviously are world-class wrestlers now. Um, And people can talk smack on the Hardy brothers being old and, oh, they're washed and, like, their necks are all screwed up. But those dudes, they're still walking. They're still consenting to performing. And, boy, do they put on a show. And at the end of the day, it's it's like what we're talking about with Sasha and Naomi. It's up to the performers. And clearly – like all four of those men have tremendous respect for each other. And because it's a pay-per-view, you know, they're going to do something crazy. You know, they're going to do something, something involving ladders. I assume maybe not, maybe it'll just be an old fashioned, uh, good old wrestling match. But I am, I think that will be a sleeper for sure because there's so much else going on. I don't think there's enough, like you don't even have the ability to even focus on one match because you have like so many, um, like cluster matches and i put a rant up on twitter the other day not a rant just like um a question just or not even a question just saying like can we have a little bit more focus on singles builds um instead of like all these like giant things at pay-per-views because i think that makes for really compelling storytelling and you can still have factions and things going on 
But I think creating a little bit more build with singles matches would be really nice because even with House of Black, they had like this amazing entrance and all this build. But it's like, what are you like waiting for? Like the Julia stuff should have had the the trigger pulled a long time ago. And it's like oh. all this Phoenix. It's just like, what? Like, where are we going with this? You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, okay, let's, let's just, let's move on from Hardy's and Young Bucks, uh, TBS championship match, Jay Cargill and a Jay. They're just, they just kind of threw that there. Just kind of. It's like a, a, it's like a, it's like a go get popcorn match. And it frustrates me so much. Jay Cargill should be on the card and a Jay should mm-hmm. not be the opponent. They no. should have been spending the time building someone for Jade Cargill instead of just throwing someone like Anna Jay, who's lost in the shuffle now because mm-hmm. you've got. Her best friend Ty Conchi's too busy making out with Sammy Guevara at every turn. And her other best friends in Dark Order are like kind of she if you want again, going back to BTE, if you watch BTE, she would basically walk away from all of these segments with Dark Order. She'd be like, I'm out of here. So, like, what is Anna J right now? Is this an opportunity for them to build Anna J? Yes. Did they do it well leading into this match? Absolutely no. not. So don't care for this match. Can we move on? Do you want to add anything else? And, and, you know, even with Thunder and Deep, those are two amazing. I didn't know they had sex. Thank you for letting us know, Caden. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, Sammy and Ty um, do have sex, confirmed. This build for Deep and Thunder has been a mess. And I love Thunder so much. What she represents, what she's doing through social work with kids before, during, and after her reign. It's incredible. She's just an incredible woman. What she's done with Mission Pro, what she's done for women's wrestling. But that isn't translating as a character and i'm really scared i'm i'm very scared that there's all this hype and this match is gonna you know not deliver um and i really and i really hope it does because you know what i just said is true and same with serena like she's an undeniable talent and that promo she did last week i was like what is going on and and thunder can't promo either or the or she doesn't want to or they're not letting her i don't know what it is but it's weird it's there's super a definite, weird there's a definite disconnect um i talked about this on other shows it would be great if we had just had both women wrestling and building some yeah. sort of i'm better than you type of storyline instead of a i take issue with you and i'm better than you there should basically whatever they've done it's been an entirely talk based story and it hasn't been a good one. I understand no. that Thunder Rose has been trying to take a little bit less time, uh, a little bit more time just to heal up and has gone down on her uh, indie dates because of it. It just needed something more. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed what Deeb was trying to say in her last promo. It made sense to me, a lot of it, because she did harken back to her WWE days. She made a lot of good points. It was just the delivery was super strange. Very, very know. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let, let's move on um, from the women's title match, which, by the way, has been on the card since the beginning. Like, it's been the longest build mm-hmm. of, of all of them. Uh, the women's and men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals will be on the line. We don't know who they are yet. We know Adam Cole is going to be <clears> in there, uh, and he's going to take on either Samoa Joe, Mimosa Joe, Ragosa Joe, or Kyle O'Reilly. And then on the women's side, uh, we don't know. We'll find out by the end of uh, Friday. And shout out to Kyle O'Reilly re-signing a five-year contract. So, um, pretty nuts. That's that's good money. Yeah, Wardlow and MJF they got to get through the steel cage match versus Sean Horny Spears. Jail. Horny jail. Horny that's jail. That's what it is on Horny Wednesday. Jail. It'll be a good match. Looking forward to MJF and Wardlow. Uh, this has been a well-built uh, affair. Hopefully, Wardlow gets the win. We can start the build of Wardlow as a single star. 
MJF, we could start the build as a giant piece of shit taking on whoever's AEW champion. We'll get to that in a minute. Anarchy in the Arena, Jericho Appreciation Society taking on Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. That's in the arena. Okay, okay. I'll put it like this. You know how you put this match together? Because there are so many people in this match, you just have them brawl throughout the arena for multiple throughout multiple matches. You just keep cutting back to it. Ooh, in the corner of the screen would be hilarious. And we're back yeah. to the brawl. That would be You can do that. You could check in with mm-hmm. like in the middle of a match or even even in between matches as a way to break things up. It's mm-hmm. a good way to do that and then have it finish in the ring. That's all you need to do. I just don't need this match to be like watching the screens running them around the arena. And it's like there there was all this press like, oh, like this wrestler from AEW and this wrestler from AEW really likes um, Stadium Stampede, but we're getting rid of it. But now we're going to do this. So it's like, what? Yeah, it's just, it's strange. Uh, the Stadium Stampede thing was just an excuse for Mox to be like, nah, it's bullshit. I don't want to do this. Uh, and I like that. That's, that's really mm-hmm. all it was. But the Anarchy in the Arena is still a, a, a gimmick match. Like it's just, it's Stadium Stampede without it being in the stadium. That's literally all it is. They're going to do a walk and brawl. And people are just like, yeah, Anarchy. And it's like, no, they're just not, they don't have a stadium nearby. It's all the same. They should just use a set from a TBS show or something like he, like the set from Heels and just have like a street fight with Hilarious. explosions and everything. That's Anarchy in the Arena. <laughs> just going to so. throw people into the pyro. Anyway, World Tag Team Championship match. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus taking on Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, this is a match that's happening. <laughs> it, it, could it, be it, on it, Rampage, could be on Dynamite. It will be several, good, but why? And it's several storylines, or really just, it's, mm. it's three, two or three storylines just mixed into one. You've got Jungle Boy Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, and whatever's going on with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, that's They're going to tag, I think, soon. No, I think they're going to turn on each other because Christian Cage threw both men into this tag match without even conferring with them. He just Mm. said, yeah, you get to take on my guys. And they just kind of went like, okay. Uh, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, they've put together this tag team that's winning and that's great. Uh, They've got a problem with Keith Lee and Swerve, so that's another one. Mm. Keith Lee and Swerve are just kind of a thrown together tag team, but they're also getting over as a tag team, so they got to figure themselves out. It's just a very, again, thrown together match. And people have been waiting for Christian Cage to t- to turn heel, God, for Forever. like seven years now. Yeah, yeah. I just Forever. I, I need more. Yeah, that's all. And it's just it's just and and you know I don't I don't think we're like like pooping on it. I just think that you know our criticism is that these bookings are quite random, and a lot of them might have even been better suited for um, some of the other products on on TV um, to yeah. at least add that build so then when you do put it onto a pay-per-view you're like oh like this this makes sense because right now i forget what cartoon it is but i think there's like this joke about the writer's room where they just have plot lines on beach balls and a manatee just comes by oh that was a south park south park yeah Yeah. and like that's the vibe i'm getting from aw bookings lately and writing there's something that needs to be fixed in in the booking room there's Mm something there's some disconnect there's some sort of just not it's something that's not working unless mm-hmm. it's the top feud. Um, they're, they're just there's there's a disconnect there. Maybe it's yeah, it's floundering. Uh, the world heavyweight championship matches we get to the wrap up there. Hangman Page takes on CM Punk. Uh, a, a build that's had a little bit of holes because of just problems with uh schedules. So mm-hmm. Hangman. Uh, he had COVID, so he was off for a week when they were going to announce the match. The week after that, they they had him back and they had announced the match while he was away and then CM Punk had done the promos and at the same time you've got Punk who is um 
we we just don't know the alignment here, baby face or heel. I I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them questioning a little bit, but uh, I just wonder where this goes, where this match goes, and who wins. Which I'm, and fine I, and with. I'm this is really the I'm match okay. that I'm looking forward to. It, it it at least should be the match people are looking forward to. And again, it's like, of course, there's been a bill. They've had some great um, promo to promo in the ring. I think they're both very strong on the mic, especially CM Punk, of course. Um, but in terms of a story that they're telling, I feel like the story is kind of like in the now. And I don't really see like where like where it can go. Um, like there's only like a couple of ways that it can go. Right. Um, I do like that Adam is kind of doing this like tweener like is he a heel is he a face kind of character right now where he's kind of being a like a dick but also being the champ at the same time um cm punk is an interesting guy and an interesting performer because that's one character where it's like the line is barely blurred between human being and wrestler um and i'm gonna get pilloried for this but i find a lot of cm punk's performances although they are effective and powerful to be very one-dimensional um, so I would like to see um, just a little bit more um, different sides of punk. I would like to see different sides of CM Punk in 2022 because I feel like I'm seeing like the same one over and over again. And it's strong. And like I said, he's great on the mic, but it, I would like to see like different angles. Yeah. I Again, we're going to see where they go with it. It could be a big mm-hmm. turn. It could be a, a weird wash to the finish. Could be Hangman wins and he retains mm-hmm. and Punk then lays him out after the show. Who knows? And, and people are agreeing with you in the chat. You're not getting lambasted. You're good. I want to spend the last few minutes that we have. Uh, it could be it could be more than six. It could be more than 10, whatever it is. Let's have the chat real quick. Um, should pro wrestling have an off season? Now, there are... So, th- this is not a new conversation. I can tell you that. Uh, there... There kind of is in WWE in its own little way. Uh, if you remember back five years ago when Jinder Mahal was given the championship, that was basically like giving a few people the summer off. It was mm-hmm. just, it was Jinder and Randy Orton working and then some other people had the time off. There are ways to cycle your talent if you do it properly in and out during a certain break. I don't think it's impossible. I do think it relies on people who are, very well uh, coordinated, well put together, well organized to to cycle an off season together. What do you think about an off season in pro wrestling? Um, I'm all for it. However, like, and you you've been involved in the music and event industry as well, and you know how it's a lot more complicated to do in practice than to just like talk about it. You know what I mean? So, for example, in the music industry, um, kind of between like Boxing Day, Christmas, New Year's, a lot of people, like there's no festivals, there's no big stadium shows and everyone goes home with their family for a couple of weeks. Um, and, and, it, and it does kind of fall on bookers, travel, all the similar things that wrestlers deal with. And I think that, you know, giving any type of performer just breaks from performing is so crucial because, you know, even in um, <clears throat> last night's Raw, you know, Cody had an off night and that happens. And that kind of goes to show you how exhausting and demanding these schedules, you're training, you're traveling, you're performing night after night. And sometimes you have an off night and, you know, like all these like, like AEW or WWE botch things are going to post it. And like, yeah, it was bad. Like he botched it, but 
it's it's the way it goes and we've even talked about in music sometimes i've dj'd and i've like screwed up a mix so bad where i like literally wanted to like go into a hole and like live there forever so it messes with you mentally too and you know when you're essentially wrestling a stage performing so when you're out on stage every night in front of thousands and thousands of people and have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people chirping at you on social media 24 7 that's exhausting and and i think that you know maybe not having like a from this date to this date there's no wrestling but to you know work with promotions work with bookers work with um, production managers to ensure that talent are getting if it's not called an off season, at least like mental health breaks or, you know, wellness breaks so that they don't get burnout and there are less um, off days and, and probably less tension backstage too, right? Like if you're like, everyone's like loves their one coworker, but some days there's those days where you're like, I cannot look at you. And I'm sure that with wrestling, it's, it's even more. Oh, I know it is actually. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you've seen it and you've, you can feel it when that stuff, yeah, when that feeling happens. And, and now, when you, oh, well, people like off season has so many different meanings, connotations. Where mm-hmm. I don't think you and I are talking about lights off, shows over. We're not mm-hmm. going to be on for a bunch of weeks or months. No, I think it is about rotating the tires, proverbially mm-hmm. speaking. Um, Impact, for example, like they're pointing on the chat, they do bulk tapings. Uh, NXT used to do bulk tapings back in the early days and then the rest of the time they would tape for four weeks or, or or just do big sets of tapings to lead them to takeovers and for better or worse that would get people kind of feeling more comfortable more confident less less injuries for sure uh, and allow for uh, less burnout because that's that's a reality especially when you're on the road if you're working four or five days a week AEW's got a pretty good schedule in that they're really only working the Wednesdays. Uh, and then there are a few Tuesdays here and there if you're doing dark. Or if you've got a pay-per-view, then you've got a live rampage on the Friday and then the pay-per-view. But it's like once a quarter type of feel. Uh, that seems to work for them. And at that point, it's on the wrestlers themselves to find other sources of income if they so choose. Whether that's working the indies or whether that's uh, doing Twitch, streaming, whatever it is. That's how they do it with WWE. You're on the road about four or five days a week, depending on the status of, depending on your status with the company. If you're the, and Miz, you have to be there no matter what. Even if you're not performing, you still got to show up, right? Right, so. like nine times out of ten, that's exactly it. Like if you're Miz, for example, you're probably doing media on top of your work on Raw or whatever show you're on. Uh, that's just the reality of the gimmick. But uh, but there's room to rotate the tires. You can have other people do what Miz does. He doesn't have to be at all the upfronts. He does every every uh, every summer, every fall. He doesn't need to be at every single and they trust him, and that's great. But they need to be able to trust other people to speak for the company as well. And that's another thing that comes into play is that it's not just the the wrestling, it's not just the being at the arena, it's the travel too. That burns you out. Yeah, there needs to be there needs to be room for other uh, people to to cycle in and out. But there also needs to be some sort of mental health break, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have much to add. I think we were going to talk about local wrestling, but we can cover that next week because we are over an hour and we got stuff to do, like touch grass. I would love to do that. Go outside, touch some grass, enjoy the day. It's beautiful outside. Um, we had a quick little chat about it. I, I I think that's about all we can do in the comments. If you got comments about off-season stuff or anything we've talked about, go ahead, leave it down there. We appreciate y'all. Lily, where can the people find you on the internet? 
People can find me at Lily Z at Twitter. You can see how to spell it down below. It's L-I-L-L-I-E-Z-I for anyone listening not with video. Um, you can catch me at pretty much any local wrestling show. Um, trying to think of anything else I should plug. I think that's about it for me. Um, yeah. There's always next week. Yeah, exactly. Ms. Pillar to Post champion. Catch Pillar oh, yeah. to Post here on Fightful Overbooked. They do it every other Tuesday. I think next Tuesday is going to be a day where they do it. Um, or is it Tuesday or Mondays? I don't know. Whatever they do it. Go to just go to five. Whenever Jeremy wants to do it. God yeah, damn it. Hit, hit the subscribe button. Click the bell. Get your notifications. You know how it goes. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl. You can catch me on Thursday on the main FIFA channel doing the post-impact review show with Cresta Star. Come and hang out with us. We appreciate y'all. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there. The king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.